Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 67 of the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. We are going to be giving our arrival 2022 recap. What are you doing? <laughs> I wish you guys could see the video. <laughs> I just think I, there's, there's no video. I, I think I just found a new game that I'm just going to fuck with you and like write stuff down on papers while you're doing your intros. Well, Kevin just lift up, lifted up his shirt and rubbed his nipple. <laughs> why would you even do that? I don't even understand why you would do that. Because I, I realized like you're coming in, you're like fucking like you're Ron Burgundy, like shuffling your papers. Like, hello, guys. This is Greg Fisher. This is like the in not. This is a like the scripted. Like, let's, let's do this. And, okay. and that, that's how I take you off without saying anything. But by doing something weird on camera and fucking with you. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, do your fucking scripted intro. Have fun. I'm done with my scripted intro. I'm going to go right into what we're going to talk about. Okay, so we uh, so last week we went to uh, the Arrival Conference in San Diego. Uh, we're going to talk about like some of the themes today, just talk about some of the, the things that happened. We got there. When did this start? Monday? Last Monday. And I wasn't there. I wasn't there yeah, Kevin wasn't either. there because... Um, he booked the wrong flights. He flew into San Francisco instead of nah, San Diego. That is not accurate at all. That is misinformation. <laughs> I flew in. I was supposed to fly in on Tuesday. I Monday, we were still working. We're getting ready for season. So I had shit I had to do in real life. And then on Tuesday, I flew into San Francisco, Greg. So get your fucking facts straight, bruh. Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, we were all in the hot tub. Steven from AMP and my Trip Shock team and... You know, Steven starts like laughing hysterically. I said, what happened? He's like, Kevin's in San Francisco. And we all started just hysterically laughing. It was <laughs> it was so funny. And yeah. all we could think about is Ilya just yapping in your ear, yelling at you because you booked the tickets. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> did, he was actually very, yeah, what, did no. Ilya, what did Ilya do when you went to the airport and saw that it said San Francisco? He was just like, he just got it done, man. He just fucking, he was just like, got on online and he was like, oh, and he found a flight out in like, in two minutes. He was like, oh, okay, we got a flight out of San Francisco to San Diego. No, he's very analytical. He, like, if we, if we planned it, he would have ear fucked me for three and a half straight hours how we should like book the flight and we would have done it all right. We definitely wouldn't have landed in fucking San Francisco to his credit. But this is why we work well together, which is something I want to talk a little bit about on the show and arrival and some of the like yeah. key in, key insights. But I mean, he he would have taken three and a half hours and it would have been perfect. I get shit done in two minutes. Like I'm like done. Let's fucking go. Like I was down at the shop today and he was writing a list and I was like, get that fucking list out of your hand and get a fucking wrench and let's get to work so we're good so have, mate, you, have you been fired from travel planning from now on no no man <laughs> i just i was in a fucking rush and 
I mean, to be honest, like, dude, I was just kind of like burned out from all. I had traveled so much. Like every month I was in another, another city this year and I was just burned the fuck out, man. And I just like waited to the very last minute and I was just rushing and I just, it said San and I was like, yep, San. And I just, it went from like Google to American Airlines and that's where the disconnect happened because I ah, had it set okay. for San Diego, but then it asked me to, to re, you know, put in that information in an American Airlines. And then I just checked from the tra- drop down. It was like the first one. And I just mm. clicked it and whoops. And then they canceled my flight coming back. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Post- so, so Alex on the way back, he, um, Alex is my business partner on TripShock, but he flew a day early back hoping to miss this winter storm. He ended up getting to Charlotte. They canceled both of his flights and he had to drive back on Sunday to Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. painful. So um, anyway, so Kevin finally gets to um, arrival mm-hmm. and Douglas, we all were there for the opening session on, uh, I believe, Tuesday. Was it? I think it was, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, Douglas had a wonderful intro for Kevin. You know, Kevin, it's, everyone just likes to make fun of you. I just don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but they just like I have to. no idea. But I, you I know don't... what? Like, it's, it's great branding. I mean, yeah. uh, everyone Because well, I bust you. balls because I fucking yeah. talk shit about everybody. Why wouldn't you talk shit about me? Like you this got, is yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a good thing about like y- you can dish it as, and you'll let people dish it back just as much. Oh, like that's hundred yeah. percent, bro. I'm the Throw same it way at too. me. I yeah. love it, man. It's man. This is the way I like camaraderie where I grew when I grew up in the on the east side mm-hmm. of Detroit, bro. This is what we did. We shit talked each other constantly, and the only where you got fucked up is if you were bad at shit talking. So if you talk shit like a nerd. Then you were gonna get fucking clowned even worse. But if you're like, yeah, well, yeah. your shoes are are green, man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, it's all good for me. No, that's was, good. And you know what? Yeah. I, what I like about you know our group, you know, some of our water sport folks that came, we had a good water poach. So, so those that are listening that went to arrival, like kudos for just coming out in force. Like we had a lot of people from the forum that we had back in October come. And uh, it's really great. I'm sure Douglas and Bruce really appreciate, um, you know, all the participation because a lot of us came from the East Coast to, to come out. All Every, everyone that I've talked to that missed California is going to be in, in Vegas. And honestly, I think that's just because they're a bunch of fucking Florida who like, you know, Florida is just like, no, nope, we're not. What? California? No, we're not going out there. They, they're wearing masks and stuff here. <laughs> and, and I kept on getting fucked up on that, man, because I, you know, it's like here. You just, it just never happened in North Florida, man. It was like COVID, like Delta variant happened, but it was like three weeks and everybody's like, yep, let's go back to doing things the way we did before. And I'm like, you know, I'm fucking all about it, man. And it's shit. We came back from Dallas and I was at a conference. There was no, in Dallas was the same thing. It was no mass, no nothing. Like everybody's passing around a but cup I, and drinking from the same. And then I got COVID. Just so we're clear, I got COVID, my kid got COVID, everybody got COVID. Oh. We're just talking about just like the safety protocols. I think the arrival team did a really good job of uh, creating experiences outdoors when they can. I mean, we were in the beautiful California sun. Lunches were great. Uh, we were outside. There was a lot of outside parties. And it wasn't a situation where, like, I think some people thought that there was going to be like the the mass Nazis are coming down on you and but it wasn't um, like that. Um what I mean, wait a minute. Just the one my session got my session. I feel like man Kevin's getting picked on a little bit. Comes <laughs> in there and raises his hand. We're talking about like water like insurance and old Bruce fucking gets me like everybody put their mask on. I was like, 
oh shit, me too. I thought I broke the music, except for the speakers. And I was like, thumbs up. Ding! No, but, good. but for the most part, it wasn't like people going no. around and just like, and I think that was like some of the concern from, from people that I spoke with. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to be in a situation, but it really wasn't like that. And there was no. a lot of open space. There was a lot of social distancing. It was well, it was very well done. Uh, from like I felt safe there I'm sure a lot of people felt the same Uh, so I don't want to spend too much time but I just wanted to mention that but uh, so Kevin did um, a theater session where we kind of talked about a hodgepodge of things like OTAs and stuff and then he did a workshop I went to Kevin's workshop and Kevin I want to say your workshop was excellent and there was a ton of participation Uh, I think we got a lot of people thinking outside the box and thinking internally thinking inward about their operations and before I you know, I, I talk about my session. One thing that striked me about some of the people that were in your session were that there's a lot of single operators mm-hmm. that are trying to get out of that funk where they do do everything themselves. They do the books, the tours, all that. And they're trying to make that first hire. And they're thinking like, okay, I, you know, I need to raise money. Um, I need to make, make these hires. I need to figure out like how to make enough money so I can delegate. And I think there's some concern about how to do it or just the fact that if they delegate and start giving the tours to someone else, can they do the tours as well as them? And, and I think that's, I think I felt like a, some insecurity is like, man, if, if I hire someone, they can't do it as well as I can. And that's where you have to just say, you know what, if I'm going to grow, you know, my company, I have to understand that people are not gonna be able to do things as well as I can, but I got to do my job of educating them to try to duplicate myself. In other ways, that's how you make that first step of trusting people. And I've sensed that in some of the businesses that were in your workshop that they need wow. to, they need to get away from that, that way of thinking and, you know, basically fire themselves in their current responsibilities and start hiring around them. You know, yeah. you can go to the bank and get funding you know, and get, if you need a little loan, or if you can't get funding, try to think of products and services you can sell outside of your tours. And kind of like I mentioned in my comment at the workshop is look inward. Maybe your prices can go up. Maybe you can uh, create, you know, uh, offer trip protection or other services to help add an extra 20, 25%. Maybe, you know, add more tours or add a different pro- different products to make more revenue. But we need to get tour operators thinking outside the box and, being comfortable with firing themselves so that they can grow their businesses. But to, to that point, Greg, you know, I was like, obviously I was banging that drum in my session about delegation and firing yourself. But I think before you can do those things, you need to objectively look at your operation and then figure out what your, how, what your standard operating procedures are. You have to sit down and line item by line item, go down and figure out what is it that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, on a month-to-month basis, on a quarterly basis, on a biannually basis, on a yearly basis? You need to fucking drill down in the minutia, figure it out what your processes look like, and then you can hire somebody and give them your blueprint and say, look, this is what you need to do. This is exactly how I would do it. This is how we do A, B, C, and D. And then all those fires that you end up having to put out, those fires aren't actually there anymore. So you take a year or six months or a quarter and you go through and make sure that you're catching all of these things. For me, it's boat trackers and, uh, and making safety gear, like all this daily stuff, Ch- checks, like mm-hmm. the, what, what time are we sending the boat up? Blah, 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 whatever. I don't care what you're doing, food tours, anything. You have a set of SOPs. You need to write those SOPs down and then you can either bring on somebody where it's like you can, even if it's like say a $20,000 cut, 
but it frees you up to figure out how to make the next sixty or eighty thousand dollars because you hired a virtual assistant because your standard operating procedures showed you a bunch of stuff that could be done online. So this mm-hmm. is a drum I'm going to continue to bang this year, and we're going to continually be talking about some some other things in this besides digital marketing, reservation technology, checkouts, and OTAs and that sort of stuff because we can talk about that to the cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so that workshop was good. I, I just want to touch upon your theater session. So you were up, uh, did a theater session with with five, I think four other operators, four or five other operators. And I'm not going to go into all the conversation, but one thing you said was really good. And Douglas asked a question about uh, OTAs. And, you know, there's people bitching and complaining about OTAs and their policies. And, you know, I guess you made a good point. Like, let's get this straight. Uh, OTAs are public companies, or most of them are. They're going to do what's best for their shareholders first more than their customers. It's shareholders first, and then it trickles down to everyone. You either accept it or you don't accept it. But your voice is very small, unfortunately, as a supplier. They might listen and uh, put some things, but at the end of the day, if they're not making money, they're going to do things to <laughs> make money and ha- make their shareholders happy. That's, can that's, I, inter- that's can I interject here real quick? Sure, go ahead. The main point that I wanted to drive home was the tool part of it. Because again, like, like it was like, I guess it's like, it's a little bit of a frustrating point for me because again, like so much other stuff going on. So you have affiliate people, like you have people that sell for TripShock that get a percentage of your percentage and such and so forth. And you have a checkout system. Obviously, if it wasn't WaveRes, it would be a little bit less because that is your company. But your checkout and your affiliate or one of your resellers are very small or should represent a very small. Yeah part of what it is that you do. And we all do. This is why so many of us mid mid-size operators are just like OTAs, ResTech, what, what, what? Some of you guys are really small and you really depend on these OTAs and I get that. But again, you have to figure out in your SOPs what it is that where they fall in and what percentage of your budget they're taking up and then how you can start to reverse engineer that, scale mm-hmm. that back if that's the case and start to put some of that that money that 20%, that 30%, that 25%, whatever it is that you're putting in and start to scale that back and then take that same amount of money you'd be paying in commissions and put it into your direct marketing because it should be in the same bucket. It's marketing. It's a, it's cost marketing. It's the cost to acquire a customer across the board. Direct marketing, OTAs, whatever it is that your marketing strategy is, this is a very small sliver of it. And yeah. the uh, end of fucking conversation for me personally. But then again, I'm not in Europe. Where they, you know, where they have eighty percent of their, but again, I problem solve. If I have a problem with fucking OTAs, or I problem problem with a fucking mechanic or a marina manager or anything fucking thing else, listen for everybody in the fucking back. Your first and foremost job is a fucking problem solver, and I don't care if you're fucking doing Temecula wine tours or you're doing a fucking ten million dollar water water sport operation. If something is a fucking pain in your ass, it is up to you to solve for that. I don't care yeah. what your fucking market looks like. There is a solution out there. No, you're right. It's kind of like the last episode with Steve uh, Steve Edwards from AMP. We, uh, you got to get out there and sell your business. There is no <laughs> magic solution to just, you know, the internet, there's no magic internet solution, I should say, oh. to, get, to get you business. Like you have to grind a little bit, especially if you're new and you don't have, you know, the million dollars worth of funding to, you know, to hire a, a, a top shot agency to 
get you all the traffic. Like you, most of you listening are in a situation where you don't have a big marketing budget, but you do have you, you have yourself, like you need to get out there and sell. And there's things you can do like networking, building relationships with your competitors. So you get overflow business, or maybe they can't handle a group, but you can like that. Those are like the, the fundamentals to growing a business, going to a rival was was a perfect opportunity to network with all of these companies that could potentially help help you. That's you, right? Like you are there making the connections. You are there building your businesses out there, selling it. So uh, we we won't beat that down too hard. I think you all get the point. But um, so yeah, so theater session was great. Like I, I love that Douglas basically had a representative from water sports in these different uh, sessions. Like that is so yeah. important. Like Justin Buzzy and Kai Capro also had sessions and workshops. So Douglas I mean, those just, guys are more like entrepreneurs, man. I don't know their waters, but they don't yeah, have, true, if they have yeah. a captain's license, then I'll consider them. No, man, Justin, man, he made, he made, I, man, shout out Justin Buzzy on his Facebook post about like, I thought it was a really creative when he was like the only, there's something about the only API connections we need to be worried about is like interpersonal ones because those are the most yeah. important connections. I was like, yo, that was really fucking insightful and it was a, a really witty way to fucking drive that idea home because I couldn't agree more. Kai, man, he is every, you listen to this show, you know, I'm a big fan of everything he fucking does, a pedal pub and fucking Kai personally, he's on the other end of the phone if I ever have a question and, and vice versa. He called me smart, handsome, good looking Kai, asked me a question. I was like, what? I'm a dummy and I don't have the genes you do, Kai. Don't ask me questions. But yeah, no, those, those guys are, those guys are great. But let's, dude, let's talk about, let's talk about Web3 a little bit because, I mean, this is the invisible elephant in the room. And this was yeah. on your, this is your session. You guys talked about Peter covered the Web3. You covered NFTs. You guys gave away, uh, you, you created an NFT and gave it away to all the people in the room. Like, I thought that was, it was really cool, man. It was a really nice marketing move. And man, I bet you the guys that arrival really like that. They're like, oh, my, oh. obviously every day I've been getting more people messaging me that didn't go to our session that wants that that want the arrival NFT. So if you're listening and you bit you went to arrival, you didn't go to our session, I will send you the the arrival NFT. So just send me your wallet. But yeah, so Peter did a phenomenal he's a great speaker, by the way. Peter yeah, he's good. um Peter did a phenomenal job explaining the core of web three, why it's important. And basically to break it down in the, in the easiest way is web three is all about ownership of your digital uh, footprint and also giving access and being able to revoke it when like giving your, uh, giving your uh, information uh, to businesses and websites and being able to revoke that at any given time, like in web two and just to, Briefly explain Web2 is, is companies like Facebook and Google who have tons of data points on every single person and they use that to control things. So uh, control things as in like advertising, software, uh, access, things like that. Like we don't really have as much control in Web2. Now Web3 is about giving that power back to the person and us giving these companies access when we grant it to them. And when we don't want them to have it anymore, we take it away. But the advantages of giving them these businesses access, we give them information on us that they can use to enhance our experience. It's like going to a hotel. We give them access to our data. They use that data to create an amazing experience for us. And then when we leave the hotel, we can take that data back. Yeah. Well, I would like, I'd like to break it down for layman's a little bit, like myself. So, 
so when this is something, this was a question that I asked you, um, you know, just because people are saying like, what is this? NFTs are JPEGs, cryptocurrencies, like funny money. I don't understand what it means. A lot of guys that are in my age and older that are just like, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit, right? Those same guys that were my age and older were probably saying the same thing back in 96 when fucking AOL Instant Messenger came out. I was like, this internet thing is bullshit. So Web3 is not definitely not bullshit. The first applications will be business to business. Obviously, we can already kind of sort of see that happening. Obviously, there will be a lot of speculation because it's new technology and it's a new tool. And then the third thing will be business to customer once mass adoption happens. So Greg's an early adopter. Peter Symes an early adopter. There's a lot more early adopters of early yeah. adoption, right? At least the, the whole idea, the concept. But until somebody creates a platform or a tool for this to be like, you know, really impact your business, it's going to be really hard for you to apply yeah. it in the day-to-day other than being on the forefront, adopting the technology yourself, having a basic understanding of it so you can be one of the first. So you can be the first guy in your market to go, hey, I'm going to accept PayPal. Now it's like, fuck me, man. I love PayPal. I love Facebook wallets. And I remember when eBay, and I hate to be old or whatever, but you didn't put your credit card on a computer. You need to do this sort of thing. But now having those payment structures, it makes e-commerce a lot more um, enticing to somebody like me who's like lazy and wants to buy what I want to buy and I want to be done and I want to be out of there. I don't want to pull out my credit card and put it in. All this stuff is going to make those applications a lot easier as far as how far that's out. I don't think anybody really knows that at this point, but I think Greg's, Greg's, uh, the summation of your thing about NFTs was like, get involved in it now, have an understanding of it now. So you're not late to the game, like on Google pay-per-click or remarketing or digital marketing. The whole idea for premise. Yeah. The whole premise of our uh, presentation was not to, like jump into Web3 and crypto NFTs and apply it to your business today. The right. whole idea is to give some use cases. Like one of the use cases was using NFTs as digital souvenirs for your trip. Like so, someone completes a tour, uh, they you give them a, a, a NFT of a landscape of your tour and they keep it as a memento for, for their travels and they put in their crypto wallet and they go on. Maybe you do, do something with it at a later date, like give repeat guests who hold that NFT a discount. Uh, that's just one simple way of, of, of using it. We talked about some other different use cases for events and stuff, but I just wanted to, to give people a quick overview of what it could mean for travel. And what I wanted people to do when they left was get a download a crypto wallet. So people downloaded crypto wallets on their phones and we gave them a free arrival NFT. And it's so great because I've had conversations with people in the past few days. This is their first NFT. This is the first time they downloaded a crypto wallet and they're loving it. I have yeah. actually helping someone buy some NFTs uh, the other day, like, cause they're like, I just want to exper- experiment with this. And that, that was like, the other message was just start experimenting with it, buy some crypto, uh, maybe buy some NFTs and just see how it all works. So that when we start getting to mass adoption, you are not left outside because it has taken me six months to really grasp this so and, if you and you're, now, and you're smarter with this shit than i know everybody in the room. it is no and i've lost money i've i've just like it's been a journey quite the journey but i know that i feel i'm ready i am ready for whatever comes our way in travel or business and i want all of you listening to be ready too 
and everyone in the room. And we had a good, good audience that was there. And, and the fact that it was the last day of the conference, you know, the last, one of the last workshops, we had almost a full room. So, you know, there's people that are interested in this stuff. So that was good. Yeah. I'm really glad Douglas um, made it part of uh, the programming. And I hope in Vegas, we uh, continue the conversation. Yeah. So I'm going to start my own NFT. It's going to be called No More Fucking Technology. No more fucking technology. Oh, uh, just by the way, <laughs> we, I, I did. Uh, Kevin has an NFT now. Well, we have a joint uh, wallet and I got. I'm going to be rich. I can't wait. Yeah, you are going to get so rich. Yeah. It Remember, it's, it's a base fish, right? It's a base yeah, it's fish a base market. fish. Yeah. Uh, tiger yeah. fish. You know, it's funny. Uh, remember when uh, I asked everyone in the audience, like, who has an NFT? And Buzzy's like, yeah, man, I flip NFTs. I'm, oh. I make money. And Peter stops him. He's like, listen, do not, like, don't listen to this guy. <laughs> this is not, this is not what you want to hear. No, it was, yeah, it no, was nobody funny. understood a word Peter said because it was in that thick Scottish fucking dialect. Oh, no, fucking, oh, fucking, you want some money? What? The fuck did you just say, man? Oh, God. Um, okay. <laughs> you think we, you're going to make a lot of money? <laughs> <laughs> all right. uh, Buzzy was on the same room, dude. Like, I kept on, uh, like, on a side, they were having, like, like. now, I'm not saying this is always happening, but we kind of had, like, a, we had, like, a party next door, like, like a techno party, like, 10 o'clock, and I was leaving, so I didn't give a shit. I was going to the club with Steve. Oh, man, I got a great story about that. But, yeah, I saw Buzzy. I, ca I caught Buzzy in the room, but I actually want to tell the story. This is completely an aside, but it was my favorite, one of my favorite moments from Arrival. So I don't go to clubs. Surprise, surprise. And we go to this club, and they have this dry ice smoke. And it's like fucking, like, gagging me, man. And you, they don't ask me to wear a mask in there. But I'm, like, looking for my mask to put it back on because I can't breathe, right? And then fucking every time somebody orders bottle service, all these girls in like whatever come out with like this big sign, it's a champagne train, and they these like fucking flashing strobe lights. And then every time there's this crazy alarm that the DJ drops, and it's just like, so I got this fucking smoke and strobe lights and fucking alarm, and I'm fucking, man, I feel like the place is on fire. I'm looking at Steve. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here, dude. Like, this is no place. I lean into Steve here as I go, combined total, you and I are 84 years old. We are, we do not belong in the club. We do not belong in this environment, and we need to get out and get to bed and make some reasonable goddamn decisions, get up early in the morning and go for a jog. Who's with me? Nobody was with me. They all say, <laughs> I drank water and grumbled to myself. Um, so, uh, so those are the, those are the over, kind of overview of our our sessions. Um, there are some great ones. I, I literally like Kai's uh, theater session about. Wait, hold on, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. stop. You weren't in fucking any sessions. You were in the fucking hot tub. And every text message to me was like, "Come on, everybody, get in the hot tub." Like you've never even been in a Listen, hot tub before. <laughs> I was in the hot tub every day for several hours. <laughs> Every day, and, and I'm I'm totally okay with being called the hot tub. So there's two things that people talk to me about at arrival: NFTs and hot tub, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, as well, you should be. You should be. I know. I'm hoping Douglas is listening, and I want to sponsor the hot tub in Vegas at the hotel, if it's possible. I mean, how big of a hot tub are we talking here, man? What do you mean sponsor a hot tub? I want I want a little sign next to the hot tub. 
This hot tub is sponsored by Tripshot. Greg, Greg Fisher. This is yeah. a personal. This is a personal crusade for you in the hot tub. You know, l- let me tell you something. Hot tubs are communal, and when everyone's in the hot tub, we're having a good time. Other than those three ladies that were complaining. Oh because- yeah, yeah. Somebody's smoking some of the California lettuce, the devil's lettuce. Yeah, and, and then she's like, "That's nasty." And then I'm, and you turn around, and you're like, "Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say, we yeah. said you were saying like, should we invite them over? And I kind of looked over. I'm like, "You really think they want to hang out with us? They kind of look like a little Kareny." And then they fucking expose it to because I was like, "Hey guys, you want to come over and hang out with us still?" Like, no, you don't like weed. I don't smoke weed. I don't give a shit. But it was just like we're in California. It's like the weed capital of the fucking world, except for him. So here, here's like, the yeah, here's the, the thing. Out of your ass, lady. There's like 15 people in there. There's beer cans littered all around the hot tub. We're drinking, we're having fun, and these three ladies, lumpy ladies, come and sit in there. And like, what do you expect? Like, if that you, was you me, you purse your lips together to say a different word. You were gonna say three bitches. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but what do you? But what do you expect though? If we see that, like, if I was with my family, I'd be like, okay, I'll just wait until these they're all having fun. Like, I'm not, I'm just yeah. not gonna get in there tonight. Like, no, I bring my kids and I'd be like, yo, hit that fucking bong, kids. <laughs> Welcome to California. <laughs> oh, anyways, it's just it's just kind of silly. But anyways, um, yeah. So uh, I liked Kai's uh, Kai Capro from a Paddle Pub. He did. A, I loved his story about you know failing and persevering and all that that was really good so but anyways uh i, I don't want to drag out this um this episode too much but it was phenomenal but I, there are a couple themes i'll just run bot through them real quick because i posted this on the facebook group and if you haven't joined water sport and tour professionals join our facebook group um just is a handful of things so first is i felt like just by going and listening to the, the res techs and the otas i feel like res techs systems are innovating at a faster way faster pace than OTAs. I think OTAs got crushed during the pandemic and they just tried to to stay afloat where ResTex crushed it and they are just they're doing a good job creating features and really innovating taking it to the next level and they seem to have a bigger presence than way bigger presence than the OTAs did. Like I remember one one um arrival Groupon had a huge uh you know sponsorship Expedia was there Viator had a huge huge presence Gitrig all these big OTAs Kluke I didn't hardly see any of them there. I mean, I, I saw a handful of people from Get Your Guide and Viator had a, a couple people, but the the Red Stack systems definitely had a bigger presence there, and the OTAs had a much smaller presence. And also, I I just feel like there's just a lot more going on with 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 Red Tech. So that was just one thing. Uh, another theme was connectivity was big. So uh, Interconnectivity between reservation systems, OTAs, waiver softwares, just connectivity was a huge theme that, you know, we're, we're not going to see like manual actions much anymore. Like, uh, I mean, I know you, Kevin, like you're not going to sign up for an OTA that's going to require you to enter your bookings into your system. It's just, no. it's just not going to happen anymore. Not in 2022. So connectivity was like a big theme. Uh, looks like everyone's pretty optimistic about 2022, whether it be US or domestic. Uh, we are all kind of seemed confused about what Google is up to. They got they killed their reserve uh, reserve with Google booking button, and now they're launching this Google things to do with ads. I don't think anyone had like a real clear picture of what Google is doing. Uh, I don't. Did you, Kevin, understand what's going on? No. It's, it's, yeah, it seems to be a no. big mystery. Uh, we'll bring Yoyan. He went and talked to him, and then. Mm. 
I mean, yeah, they're they're trying to like figure out like how they can have their cake and fucking eat it too. Even though I hate that saying, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. eat their cake and have it too, I guess, because like they want to take ad dollars, they want to take the two hundred million dollars a quarter from Get Your Guide, but then they also want to like infringe on their traffic and see if they can get some of that sweet, sweet fucking, you know. Uh, percentages too, but I don't even know if that's what they're doing or how the thing. Who knows? Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm it's, so it's confused. Data is what, yeah, I think that Google thought they could figure this out because they're Google, and the reserve of Google thing was did not pan out well. I didn't. I have not heard any good things from either the OTAs. Can I, can I dive in here? So I just yeah. want to say something. Like I was at a, almost zero sessions because I was talking to operators. Okay. So I want I want everybody to understand something here. If you go to a rival, all right, and here's where I'm going to co-sign the hardest for a rival. It, you can go to all these sessions, right? And you're getting a soft sell. Just so you're clear here, there's people that are selling you reservation technology, waiver fucking technology, uh, OTA optimization technology, OTAs. Fucking, there's all. Everyone's got something for sale. There's a, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have shit for sale. But if you go and do the networking and talk to people that are in your industry, outside of your industry, and have conversations about what's happening in their businesses, what's happening in your business, there's a lot of, of tips and tricks and shortcuts and things and, and mistakes that you can learn from other operators simply by being at the event. I learn more from the people around me and from the people that are doing this stuff every single day. Look, Arrival's got sponsors. Arrival's like, Arrival's Arrival. It's a business conference. Every business conference has sponsors. Every fucking conference has people trying to sell you shit. It's, you know? But the networking, for yeah. me, that, that whatever it was a ticket, 800 bucks a ticket or 900 bucks a ticket, it was worth it for me to go and, and, sh- and share my story and hear their story and commune back and forth because this is where the, 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 where the juice is worth the squeeze on that is that you're going to yep. get ideas from other operators by talking to people outside of your market that want to share information. with you. Yeah. Just like Douglas says in the beginning, like this truly is your arrival. You can do what you want. You can go to the sessions or not go to the session. You can talk yep. to people the entire time or not. You can stay in the hot tub the entire time or not stay in the hot tub. I would recommend staying in the hot tub long because yeah. there's great yeah, conversations absolutely. in the hot tub. Get gonorrhea. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> but it's true. Like the best way to experience arrival, in my opinion, is to pick a few sessions or pick any sessions that you feel you're going to get a lot of value. And like Kevin said, some of the people holding those sessions, they are business owners. And, and Douglas does do a good job of making sure like it's not like a lot of software companies leading sessions because they're always going to soft. He's going to soft sell. Like your session, there is no, there is no soft selling of software companies. Right? It was you, two operators. So selling my, selling my jokes, and the only payment is a fucking chuckle, even if it's forced. Yeah, and and Douglas and D- Douglas knows that understands like any in hell. If if I was an OTA giving a, a presentation, how can I not? Like soft sell my business a little bit. It's it's you know you can't. But I mean, well, this is our show. There's like a soft sell for Trip Shock. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, 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 but at the end of the day, we're all soft selling. Like we all yeah, we, we all products. yeah. It's not like you're trying to be a jerk or anything. Like no no. I love Trip Shock. I'll soft sell for you all fucking day, man. I'll hard sell for you. I don't I don't give a shit. I love Trip Shock. Only reason I'm again we, the only reason I'm not over at Peak Pro is because they're not hooked up with my you know the guys that I do business with and. I don't know. There's, there's a, like a whole lot of shit that you can learn 
in the margins at Arrival and yeah. the connections that you make and the relations that, relationships that you make. I mean, I'm trying to figure out a new deal and I can call Kai Capro. I wouldn't have Kai Capro's phone number if it wasn't for Arrival. If I wanted mm-hmm. to call Douglas, if I had his number, I could get it through Greg maybe. or Yeah, he didn't give me I wouldn't give your number to him. I, would, I wouldn't do that to Douglas. Are you kidding? Douglas right. loves me. Get out of here, but, uh, but, uh, but here's the thing. It's all about how how you think you're gonna get to be like I love the the networking. I mean, even the yep. bar, like we're from ten o'clock to whenever you stay at the bar and you're drinking with all C level executives and they're they're sharing insider information about the industry. Uh, I mean, not like trade secrets or anything, but they're really selling trade or sharing some incredible information that you're not gonna get anywhere else and you know just to me that's worth several hundred dollars to me that information because i could be making really good decisions from for my business and it's good for from an ota even to a single operator uh so uh the networking and, and like I, said, I didn't i only went to maybe three or four sessions uh, not including the theater like i said i i was out networking and meeting operators like in forming connections i spent a lot of time in the networking lounge which i love it's real communal it's like it's perfect to get business done. And with there being less people at this conference, because there's usually around, you know, 1,700, 2,000 people, there's less people. I was able to spend more time with everybody. Like yeah. even you and I were sitting down like that's that first day and we had this long conversation. We're like, damn, like other than the podcast, we haven't really had time to just chill and talk yeah. and just hang out, <laughs> you know, physically. Yeah. And it's like, I've had many of those conversations with people and we think like, Oh my gosh, like, because there's not so many people here, we're not pulled in like a hundred different directions. So I sponsored arrival yeah. this year. And I told uh, Bruce and Douglas that this was my favorite arrival because I had absolute, I was able to hang out. I was able to relax. I was able to have meaningful conversations, long conversations with people. I got a credible amount out of this. And then all the ex- extracurricular stuff going out to dinners and, and hanging out with it, it was it was a blast. Like all the dinners we went to. I mean, even in the, the my birthday dinner uh, yeah. at the Argentina Steakhouse, Kevin and and Ilya, and uh, we had Nathan from Sunset Water Sports and all of my whole trip shock team. Song, hung birth- oh my! Saying, Happy birthday to you at lunch. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> I made all of arrivals sing happy birthday to my buddy Greg. I thought, I don't think I was an asshole. I really thought we're going to be doing justice. But to Greg's point, you know, if you're thinking like, man, you know, I don't want that like, like 800 bucks or a thousand bucks or it sounds like, man, you guys are going out to dinner every night, Argentinian steakhouse, sitting in the hot tub. Like, man, you guys sound like you're real ballers. Like, man, this is not the case at all. You know, you, like you can go to arrival. They have, they like provide lunch. They provide appetizers at the after. Like, there's like a lot of stuff you can do without going there and breaking a leg. If you are a single operator, yo, and real quick, I got to touch on that for a second, bro. Like, the love that our show got from those of you guys that we had no idea were listening that, that are not from water sports. And if you're listening to this and this is your first show checking us out, you heard about us at Arrival. Thank you, Arrival, also for co signing our show. But if this is your first time listening to us and because you want to hear about the arrival recap and you're not in our industry, guys, we are talking about real world business shit. This is not just, I mean, I, I, you can get shit from this show and the people that we bring on and the smart, highly intelligent men and women that come and do this show, the smart guy that's sitting, well, not next to me, but he looks like he's sitting next to me. But, and, and the things that I've learned along the way too, we're trying, this, this can be applied to any, business. I don't care if you're doing a walking tour in Tucson, if you're selling pizzas, hamburgers, you got a gym, 
there is kernels of information from our industry that can be applied to any industry. And so if you're a first-time owner-operator, if you're a water sport guy, if you're doing a, a, a some kind of other tour and you're just a small guy and you don't think you can afford this, spend the 800 bucks, come out, shake hands, find something there that's going to save you five times that, 10 times that, a mm-hmm. lesson that you can apply that's going to make you $80,000 or $8,000 and the 800 is an investment into your learning. It's an investment into your network. And it's an investment in friendship because if what? you sit down and come and hang out with us at the hot tub, we're going to get a wild baby, baby. Well, wouldn't you say that a large majority of the businesses that are there are either very successful or wildly successful? In my opinion, like a majority of them are wild. Yeah. I mean, why not be around people like yeah. that? Hang out, I, I think like a have a drink. Like, I mean, like this is, these are some of the highest performers you know, that, that you'll meet in tours and activities. It's yeah. a great group. So that that's a cheap ticket, super cheap ticket in the large yeah. scheme of things. And, and, so. and look, you had, we had Torn and me share the session. I do water sports. I do jet skis. Torn does bicycle tours. But we were like bing, bing, bing back and forth talking about the same books that we read, the same. These ideas are universal in business, guys. This is not specific mm-hmm. to water sports. It's not specific to walking tours. It's not specific to tourism. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It is specific to tourism. But again, a lot of applications that you can learn from Arrival. And again, first time listeners from the show, I'm going to, this, that's my soft sell. The only thing I'm getting off this show is communing with you guys, hearing your stories, sharing your journey, sharing in mind. And for all those of you guys who came up to me and fucking gave, gave love for the show, thank you guys so much, man. It really, it really did mean a lot. Some of y'all stories were really touching and, and I appreciate getting to know each and every one of you guys. That wasn't in the sessions. I was out there hobnobbing with you special. Yeah. Anyway, so that, I mean, I don't know. That about caps the recap, right? Yeah. Done. Yeah. Mic drop. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up. Uh, this is a great, great recap. Uh, if you have any comments, yeah. just get on the um, Facebook group and and uh, just comment on the on the show post. And we love to you know hear wh- what you thought about Arrival, what you think uh, could have been done better, what you liked about it. Um, if you're going to come to Vegas, we want to have a huge showing in Vegas again. I think we'll have a blast. And I'm honestly a little afraid of Vegas. Are we going to have people going to sessions, or are people going to stay out too late? and miss everything or I'll, i might even be at the blackjack table instead of the hot tub i don't know it's gonna be interesting. i don't know man i'm gonna go there i'm gonna get i'm gonna get married i'm gonna fucking, <laughs> i'm gonna bet everything get, i own get more, ta- fucking, get more tattoos i don't get know more incredible tattoos yeah all that shit it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast and i hope that we see i hope we see everybody a, a um, rival right across my forehead and i'll smell oh, it fantastic more. yeah Maybe you'll get a free right. ticket. All right. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe to our show. We have we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. We have like 14 reviews now. So write a write yeah, more wow, reviews. We're yeah, write yeah. Uh, Instagram, Instagram, whatever. Tell, tell, tell a friend, yeah, everybody. We, we yeah. You know what? Everyone said you guys don't promote your show enough on the show. I'm like, well, here I am right now. Maybe we should yeah. have done this in the beginning. Yeah, let's fucking go. I'll promote the fuck out of this show. 
All right. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, man. Okay. All right, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. And as always, keep it awkward. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.